look, uh, tons of Aussies at this time of year go away and stay in locally owned holiday homes. Why is Airbnb different? I think it's the the power of the internet. Um, you know, we've all it's been a tradition in Australia, uh, and I hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, <laughs> it's pronounced Australia. You're obviously not Australia. a true Australian. Australia. Um, it's been a tradition. You know, the holiday home thing. It's been part of the fabric of the culture for a long, long time. But you bring you add the internet into that, and suddenly everybody becomes a holiday landlord. Um, except it's not everybody. It's concentrated in places like Byron Bay or in the inner city, especially in apartment blocks. And that's where the controversy comes up. Because as you say, you might love using Airbnb yourself, but would you want the apartment next to yours or the house next to yours to be used by different people every weekend uh, who are in holiday mode? And so it's part of the concern that if you know your neighbours, then you sort of trust them. They have a commitment to, to the upkeep of the place and they're generally going to treat you and all the other people in the building or the neighbourhood with respect. But that doesn't necessarily, that isn't necessarily the case if you've got a, a bunch of, of Danish backpackers who are all chipping in to stay for three nights next door. Yeah, yeah, or Danish backpackers or people on a football weekend or a Bucks party you know, hanging out for, for the, in the same place. I mean, you've got people who are living in their homes and you've got people who are in holiday mode, whatever that might mean for them. And they might be very nice people and, and you might not even know they're there or it could be a bunch of yahoos who really don't care about your rules and the way your, your life is normally lived. But part of the conceit of Airbnb is that it's, it's a platform on which people can rank each other and can vote for each other. It's a bit like Uber or uh, any one of these online provisions of services where it connects people and enables them to give a, a star rating of other people on it. Presumably, if you were going around uh, repeatedly using Airbnb uh, places as weekends for your footy team, you wouldn't yep. have a very high ranking and a lot of people wouldn't rent their places out to you. And if they do, then that's their fault uh, well yeah if they do and and it's their problem and it's also the problem of the neighbors but you know these people they, they if you've got a bunch of 10 guys who are in the habit of doing this then you just you know you go down the list it's a different person who registers every time um you know there's ways around this but it's also it's, it doesn't have to be as extreme as that it's just kind of a bunch of people arrive next door to you you have no idea who they are what their background is, where they're from, how they behave, and they are really often not interested in in being part of the community because they don't have to be part of the community when they go to a hotel. So uh, you get you, it's a very it's a clash of two different lifestyles. And people, part of it is that people moved into apartments in large numbers in Sydney. It was a it was a bit of a jump for some people, and now we're just starting to get communities forming. And then along comes this thing that says, oh, oh, remember we said this was residential only? Well, we didn't mean it. It's also holiday rental. Mm. I mean, when you say it's a clash of two lifestyles between the holiday maker and the residents who are building their own community there, if this was the 1950s, or at least the imaginary 1950s that I think we have <laughs> in our brains, where yeah. pe- where you said hello to the neighbours and when you needed some, some sugar, you'd go next door and they would mind the kids for you, 
then I would yep. understand that. But in my experience nowadays, people living in big apartment blocks don't know their neighbours on the same floor, don't say hello to them in the hallway. Maybe I'm just succumbing to the to the despair and the anomie of modern society and buying into that <laughs> buying into that narrative. But I, I mean, I've, I've Airbnb'd, I don't even know if it was Airbnb or if it was one of the other platforms or websites that I've yep. used to stay in places when I've had a gig somewhere for six weeks or something and I've just needed a yep. place. And it doesn't yep. strike me that I am at all out of sync with the people who live there who are also atomized individuals who don't know their neighbors. Yeah, look, that's, I mean, I, I was probably uh, looking at this through slightly rose-tinted glasses. I mean, it depends. It depends on the building. It depends on the people on the actual floor that you're, you're acting with. I mean, in my building, there are people who chat away all the time and, you know, and there are people who get in the lift and don't want to even acknowledge you because they're living in their own little bubble. But that's what apartment living allows you to do. Um, I, but I do think, you know, I've been writing about this for about 15 years now, and it has evolved. Um, you know, you are getting communities. And, and the other part of this is it's not evenly spread. It's not like the whole of Sydney suddenly has. I mean, they say 6,000 apartments have been taken out of the housing stock to go into Airbnb rentals. That's according to uh, Sydney University. I mean, it's not... 6,000 across the whole of Sydney. It's 6,000 in the areas where people want to be on holiday. Yeah, it's 5,999 at Bondi Beach and one guy in Campsie. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Josh, yeah. I'm Josh Sepps. You're listening to ABC Radio Sydney Afternoons. I'd love to hear your thoughts or your experiences about Airbnb, particularly if they're positive ones. I mean, my uncle in uh, in Auckland has been able to buy a batch, as they call them down over in over the across the ditch, a batch, a holiday house down by the beach, um, and he's only able to do so because he rents it out on on some kind of holiday letting platform three weekends a month, and then the other weekend a month he can go down there. I mean, isn't that a good thing? Or perhaps not for the people who live down there. One three hundred triple two. 702 is the number, or send us a text 04679 Nick's calling in from Bondi. G'day, Nick. Oh, g'day there, Josh. How are you? Good. Hello, did Jimmy. I, did I just unfairly hey. malign Bondi for being a target well, of uh, Airbnbs? Uh, I, I'm very interested, uh, Josh, that you mentioned Bondi, because that's where I live. Uh, Bondi, Bondi Waverley reputedly has lost a huge amount of homes as compared to holiday camps. Uh, for the community, uh, and um, in our apartment building, which is about uh, 18 lots with a three-storey walk-up, the um, the fabric of the community has changed substantially over the last only three years. Uh, new buyers have come in, they've gone in for the short-term Airbnb-type lettings, uh, and um, to be frank, uh, it's pumped our costs up uh, considerably. Um, the people uh, don't give a damn about the community. They jam the security entry gate open. They jam the front door to the building open, uh, which means all sorts of people come and go 24-7, 365 off the street, and you never know who you're going to meet in your own corridor. Um, and I, I think... Uh, I think it's an invasion of democracy in as much as we as a community should be able to vote, say, 75% as to whether or not we want short-term lettings in our building. Well, just, Jimmy, what do, you, just, what do you think of that, Jimmy? Just stay with, stay with us, Nick, because, Jimmy, isn't that the case, that in a lot of apartment uh, buildings there would be strata rules against short-term lets? Well, that's really interesting because um, if you phone up uh, Fair Trading, uh, they will tell you that you cannot have a bylaw that, that bans... Airbnb or short-term letting. 
Um, whereas uh, just recently, the Privy Council, uh, which is the highest court in the Commonwealth, ruled that exactly the same laws in a different country were absolutely valid. And that's the problem. There's a lot of confusion. But, you know, the 75% rule, it's, it's crazy. You know, the government, on the one hand, fair trading are saying, oh, you can't have even 75% of owners can't tell them not to have residential only, even though that's what it says in your DA. Um, whereas those same 75% people can force you to sell your apartment to a developer. So there's, you know, it's just a lot of confusion about this. Nick, but Nick's right. Nick's absolutely right. Nick, can I just clarify something? When you say that the, the that the problem is that, for example, Airbnb is a propping open the security gate, they're coming and going at all times of day or night, is it the type of people who you're getting or is it the, the, their behaviour insofar as they know that they're on holiday so they're in a different mood or is it both? I think I think it's I think it's both, Josh. Uh, uh, look, um, I'm I'm a fan of, uh, 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 for lack of a better word, Airbnb. When I travel, uh, such as after tomorrow, recently for an air show, I booked into an Airbnb, but it was a whole building that was Airbnb. It happened to be privately owned. That's a different subject, but. Um, Generally speaking, if I'm on holidays, I like to think I'm a responsible person. So I take care of the security. I don't make a lot of noise. I don't leave rubbish all over the place. But when these people come down to Bondi Beach, they're, they're, they're out to rage. Mm. Uh, and and all, 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 all bets are off. They'll do whatever they want to do. Uh, welcome back to the crotchety old curmudgeon hour here on ABC Radio Sydney. <laughs> Nick, uh, good, good, to, good, good to talk no, to you. Can I just say, Josh, <laughs> yeah. I, want to, I want to make the point, if I may, please. please. I am in favour of Airbnb. It's the democratic side of it where I think the poor lot owners need to have the right to choose. We've spoken to Waverley Council. They tell me their local environmental plan technically doesn't permit it, but they're doing nothing to uphold the law. Nick, thanks for calling yeah. in. Enjoy the air show. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you got it. Uh, I mean, one of the things that Nick just said, uh, Jimmy, I'm speaking with Jimmy Thompson from flatchat.com.au about the, the growth in concern about Airbnb, these school holidays, especially in regional communities like Byron Bay. He just said when he goes away, he stays in whole apartment buildings, which are all yeah. just Airbnb. Now, part of the concern in big cities, especially huge cities like New York and San Francisco, is that Airbnb is becoming a platform on which unscrupulous uh, developers can essentially create unregulated hotels. Like if you want to create an apartment building that is just short-term lets, there's a name for that. It's a hotel. You need a license to run it. You need special safety uh, provisions. You need to, there are all kinds of codes you need to adhere to. So in some respects, isn't that worse than the occasional Airbnb dotted throughout city apartment blocks? Well, I, I think, look, um, the trouble is, and as Nick alluded to this in his own building, once one person does it and, and somebody else goes, oh, they can make more money, uh, something like twice as much money off, off a rental, uh, a short-term wedding, as they do off a normal rental, then then the next guy goes and the next guy goes, and you you bought your apartment on or rented your apartment on the basis that it was residential. It says it in the in the in the DA that from the council, residential only. In the city of Sydney, there's a minimum of 90 days letting. It says it. You try and get the city of Sydney to come out and, and deal with short-term letting. Nobody wants to do anything about it. And we're allowing our social policy to be directed by a company established in, in San Francisco that I'm told pays very little tax in Australia. And that's what it is. It's not this nice 
hug fest where we're looking after old people who are trying to save up and want a bit of company by letting a room in their in their house, which does happen. It's a business. 61% of the lets in Sydney are whole homes. Yeah, I mean, if that could help a person buy a home who's otherwise priced out of the market, is there an argument for it? Well, are they... Are they letting it as a business or are they letting people come into their home, share their experience and share their knowledge of the local area? And that's the, that's what Airbnb sells. And, you know, there are other people apart from Airbnb, but that's the image they sell, the sharing. But what they're actually the prime part of their business is they are a letting agency for whole homes. And, yeah, I suppose it would help you to buy your, your own property. But, you know, that's don't think that's a strong enough motivation for basically changing the law. If you haven't gotten into the Sydney property market, it might be. Uh, Jen uh, has texted <laughs> in saying, I live in a lovely terrace house in a tree-lined street at Bondi Junction, so easy access to the CBD and beach. Our immediate neighbours let out their townhouse to short-term English and Irish backpackers. Every week, there's an extraordinary amount of rubbish left out on the front. Left out the front, uh, the noise from parties is unbearable, and even if they are but a handful, they sit out in the courtyard and play loud music and drink to the, to the early hours of the morning. Our community is a family-friendly area. There seems to be nothing we can do. I think this gets to it, Jimmy. Is the Surely the problem is conduct. If the conduct is bad, isn't there a way that you can you can make your appeal against the Airbnbers on that basis rather than uh, obliterating Airbnb entirely? Well, what, what's happening at the moment, I mean, both the Victorian and New South Wales governments are wrestling with legislation to try and make sense of this thing that has been imposed upon them. And what both, well, there are strong suggestions in both states that what, hap- what should happen is that if a property causes a problem twice or thrice, then you can have, you can get, seek orders to have that banned from hosting Airbnb and and anybody who has ever lived in an apartment block especially who has tried to establish that somebody in the block is doing the wrong thing you're talking about months possibly years of having to put up with this kind of behavior before anything gets done so you can understand why a lot of people in the community are getting very uh, anxious Mm. about the laws that that are about to be brought in Louise is calling in g'day Louise hello What's your experience? Uh, look, just a slightly different perspective. A lot of uh, people travelling aren't just travelling for holidays. A lot of it's family reunion and things like that. And uh, I live in an area uh, with no hotels and there's limited space on my floor. So I've got two siblings who live outside of Sydney. So now they can get a reasonable studio under my neighbour's house or across the road or across the creek and we can be within walking distance of each other instead of all piled into my house on mattresses and, uh, you know, uh, maybe not enjoying the family reunion so much. So, you know, I think there's there's also great benefits in areas that don't have other accommodation. Mm, thanks, Louise. Good to talk to you. Yeah, Jimmy, I'm speaking with Jimmy Thompson from flatchat.com.au. I'm Josh Sepser. I'll be doing afternoons until the end of next week on ABC Radio Sydney, and you can give us a call on 1300 702. Jimmy, I think there are sort of three tiers or ways that Airbnb can be used. There's what Louise just there was talking about, where it's an actual yeah. way, or rather there's, there's what you were saying Airbnb promotes itself as, as being 
You can rent out a room in your own house. You can share your local knowledge. It's a communitarian kind of uh, thing. Uh, you get might get a bit of cash, but cash isn't the point of it. It's sort of a backpacker ethos. Then at the other end of the spectrum, you've got a purely business-driven uh, essentially unregulated, unlicensed hotel industry where people just use yeah. it to buy an investment property and rent it out for Airbnb, to Airbnbers. And then in the middle, yeah. you've got this thing that Louise is talking about where, yeah, essentially you're getting it as a holiday, holiday let. You're not really yeah. there with the people who actually own the place. So it's not quite yeah. as lovey-dovey as Airbnb might make out. But it fills a, a relevant hole in the market where there are no hotels or where hotels might be too expensive or where you just want the feeling of living in a person's place so that you're in a yeah. nicer area and you feel a bit more homely than the austerity of a, of a corporate-owned hotel. Is that yeah. illegit? And if, and if not, then how do we regulate it so that we get that and not the, the Irish backpackers staying up until three in the morning <laughs> playing music in the, in the courtyard? Yes, in defense of Irish backpackers. No, um, <laughs> I, I uh, look. I've used Airbnb and in Australia and 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 overseas. Um, last time I and I last time was purely a, as an experiment. I wanted to see what kind of impact someone like me had, and this was in Vietnam. I have never encountered so much hostility as a, in in Vietnam as I did on that trip. The people living around the apartment, and I thought I was going into a house turned out to be a self-contained apartment and the people living around it were just, you know, they presumably knew the people who used to live there and they were not happy to see me. And we're talking about one of the friendliest countries in the world. On the other hand, I know people who've gone and stayed in a house when they've been working and it's been a fantastic experience for them and they've made friends. So, so there is a middle ground. The trouble is you have to say, well, how do we regulate that middle ground? And as soon as you start using the word regulation or licensing or um, registration, the the, uh, the whole industry, the whole holiday wedding industry, starts throwing up their arms and saying, oh, nanny state and all the rest of it. It's, I mean, that has to be a sensible uh, compromise, but nobody I've heard of has actually come up with it yet. You mentioned Vietnam. John's calling in about somewhere else in Southeast Asia. G'day, John. G'day. Yeah, Singapore uh, has a requirement that uh, you can't, short-term let under three months. And uh, when you think about it, the hotel industry, the motel industry in New South Wales, it's regulated, sure, but it's there for uh, personal protection, it's there for cleanliness, it's there for health and safety. So uh, you've got all these short-term people coming and going. Um, just get them to apply for regulation from the local police and the local council. And if yeah. you go under three months, you have to be licensed. If you go over three months, don't worry about a licence. Yeah, thanks, thanks, John. Jimmy, is that a solution? Well, yes. I mean, I think I, I, I would say, look, if, if I think, first of all, Mick, your first caller was right. You've got to allow apartment blocks to say we don't, the majority, the vast majority of us in this building don't want short-term letting because we bought as residential. So let's get that out of the way. Then when there's the buildings that, that they don't care, don't mind, the people should have to register. The people, the hosts should have to register so that if there is a problem, the local council or the, or the local police or whatever, depending on how serious it is, can step in and say, guys, you're, you're, you're making life a misery for other people. You're, you're endangering the health and, and welfare of the people who are renting the place. You can't continue in this way. And if need be, remove the registration. Mm. But what we've got at the moment is we're on the, we're on the threshold of, of governments in both Victoria and, and uh, here in New South Wales saying, oh, look, let's just give it a go and see what happens. 
and that's the worst kind of public policy you can ever have. Yeah, and of course we're not just talking about about inner city apartments. We are talking about. I mean, the, one of the reasons we were looking at this this story today is because the mayor of Byron Shire has spoken out. Byron welcomes two million visitors every year, and he says that Airbnb has totally changed the game because now that everyone is potentially a landlord. They can, yep. you know, they used to let out their granny flat. Well, now they're moving into the granny flat and they're leasing out their homes and they're using those yep. profits to buy the place next door and do the yep. same. And so houses are getting taken out of the property market and the rental market. And his worry is that in, in suburbs like Suffolk Park, which is just adjacent to Byron Bay, it used to be a place full of, full of locals. And now he says it's been gutted because on some weeks, every second house is empty. So no one's volunteering at the surf club. You know, no one's got their kids at the local school and you're basically eroding that community. What he wants to be able to do is just quarantine certain suburbs from Airbnb. So whether you're regulated or not, have carved out areas. Yeah, I mean, you, you, the, the problem at Byron, which has been growing for years, even before Airbnb ever existed, is that the people who service the town, the people who work in the cafes, and the, the local teachers and, and, and tradespeople, can't afford to live in the town anymore because it's become a, a huge holiday area. Now, that has been exacerbated by the, the online letting agencies, and now we're starting to see it in cities. We we got here in in Sydney. We're on the bring, We're on the, the threshold of, of having the same as Barcelona. Um, the problems throughout the, all the holiday towns in Portugal, where they say their advertising is live like a local. And I say, well, <clears throat> hopefully you provide a bus so that we can go and find out where the locals are living because they ain't <laughs> living in the city centre. Jimmy, good to talk to you. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, Josh. That's Jimmy Thompson from flatchat.com.au discussing the, the crisis, or perhaps not a crisis, of Airbnb.